Hi everyone, it's Renee again, the creator of Badlands Cola, and today I'm here to talk to you about something very important. On June 24th, the United States Supreme Court ruled to overturn Roe v. Wade. This stripped away the right for people in America to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all people, which we have already seen with abortion bans and restrictions in countries like Poland and Malta. I encourage our audience, wherever you are, to learn more about what you can do to help at podvoices.help. That's podvoices.help. And for those who might not know, Badlands Cola is a Canadian-run show. I know it's tempting to assume our Canadian reproductive rights would never be threatened like this, but this rhetoric exists here at home. So to our Canadian listeners, please, I encourage you to take action either by heading over to podvoices.help or by learning more about what you can do locally to help protect reproductive freedoms here in Canada. Thank you and take care. Badlands Cola, Episode 4, The Big Dinosaur. the radio to get a hold of me? know how else to reach you. <sighs> Just, what do you want? Thought you were happy never hearing my voice again. You know, after I saved your life. Maybe I changed my mind. Turns out I want the same thing you want. I want to talk. Uh, about what? The moons. Yes, yes! Okay, good. Ah, uh, thank you. Let me just, let me get my notebook. Hold up. This is a conditional conversation. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. L- listen, if the intel you give me is solid, I can put in a request with the department for an informant's award. I mean, this is so just- So you're working with the big city cops? All your intel goes straight to them? Eventually, yes. 
right now they need intel on someone we think might be related to Jasper Moon. His sister. Let's say Jasper does have a sister. You're gonna find her. Look, I'm not really supposed to come into contact with the subject, just gather all the details I can about them without tipping them off and- That wasn't a question. It's my condition. <laughs> Let me think. No way in hell. Hard pass. I don't work for you. You want intel on the moon, sister? I'll give it to you. On record and everything. But first, you help me find her. Do we have a deal? So you're confirming her existence? Do we have a deal? Fine. Deal. Great. Meet me in the big dinosaur. That's a... Always with the dinosaurs. Between the strangeness of the request and the rude nature of my wake-up call, I almost forget to put on my wire beneath my shirt. Almost. So, the huge, tacky dinosaur in the middle of town. Turns out you can still take the stairs up to the top of it. The railing is still covered in wads of gum, and the metal insides of the T-Rex's tunnel-like throat are still scratched over in a thousand adorable little vandalisms. The sun hasn't started cooking up the town yet, and as I climb the dinosaur's spine, there's a cool morning breeze on the rise. I look up, and grimace. Standing at the mouth, leaning easy on one paint-peeled tooth, is my terrible new informant. Really? The dinosaur? Was this necessary? More than you know. Cool of you to show up so late, though. Sorry. My truck is still at that goddamn house. Yeah, you should probably go get that. Hey, look, you've got a little piece of- Hey! You can't just go around unzipping people's mm, jackets. You know, I had a feeling you'd be wearing a wire, but I hate being right. Look, dude, this is my job. Wires are standard operating mm, procedure. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And if you insist on wearing one, we're done. <sighs> Wire unplugged, see? Can we talk now? As long as you keep it that way. Does Jasper Moon have a sister? Yes. Shit, okay. Um, what's her name? You're not going to find anything on her. You know I don't just search up people's names and see how it shakes out, right? Name? Mel. Uh, Melinda. Melinda Moon. Damn. Okay. Um, she's still alive? I... Probably. Haven't seen her around town in years. Okay, okay. So she lived here, but moved away. I guess. No idea where to. Huh. Great. What's your relation to the moons, then? I went to school with Mel. We were friends. What kind of friends? I... I don't know. The kind that... The kind that skipped gym class so they could go hang out at the electronics store kind of friends. <laughs> what? The owner would let us steal his old broken radios and tinker with them until we could get them working again. That kind of friends. And you have no idea where she went. I told you, no. It's been like 15 years, more. You lose track of people. You just grew up. Uh, okay, um, what about Jasper Moon? 
Did he go to school with you two? No. Too old. Okay, and was Jasper close to Melinda, do you think? He wasn't really around. Their parents were hard asses. Arm's length, rich boomer types, you know. Jasper watched out for Mel, maybe, but they weren't attached at the hip. So would you say he was protective of her? Like, I don't know, possessive protective? Excuse me? Listen, the guy ran one of the nastiest cults this country's ever seen, and, and people like that, they tend to follow a pattern. I mean, I tailed this asshole for three months, and I wouldn't say he exactly broke the mold. Whoa, hold on, you were part of his investigation too? Yeah, let's just, uh, can we ignore that I said that? Wait, what, what do you know about him? What, what happened before the arrest? No, nothing. It's, let's Bullshit. Just... The news said he's in custody. Has he said anything? Have you spoken to him? No. Look, I know literally nothing apart from the fact that he's incredibly dangerous, is directly or indirectly responsible for the deaths of at least four people, and is now awaiting trial. <sighs> Jesus. Anything else you're keeping to yourself, or...? Being secretive is part of the job, okay? Back to Melinda Moon. Do you know if and when she started having any interaction with the cult? I don't. Nothing at all. Mel moved away and then Jasper did too. I told you, I haven't seen either of them in years. Put that in your report. <laughs> I have, let's see. I have her name and the fact that she exists. That is hardly a report. I need to know if she was ever involved with the cult. Well, then maybe you better start asking around town. Or is that not part of the job? So, what? You're just ditching me? No, no. I've just decided I'm going to get some actual sleep. Wait. Wait. Before you go, give me a contact at the Paleontology Center. Whoever is telling you whether they're open or not. Anyone. Give me your phone. There you go. Happy birthday. Asshole. They barely talk to me, but I'm sure you'll win them over. Don't forget your truck. It's a long walk to the center, and I'm not giving you a lift. I'm not an asshole. I'm just doing my job. And if Strathcona thinks he's backed me into a corner, he's wrong. Half my time as a private investigator might be spent sitting in dark cars, drinking cold coffee, and scribbling notes, but... That doesn't mean I'm afraid to butter up some locals and do the hard work face-to-face. -face. Most importantly, I put my wire right back on. And then I go rescue my truck. I ignore the fact that the derelict bungalow, the moon house, doesn't seem to be exactly where I remember. For the second time in as many days, I find myself speeding up the long, winding road into the ruddy mesas that surround the city to the Paleontology Center. It is apparently where I go when I'm running out of options. Or just running. As I walk under the life-sized stegosaurus that watches over the center's wide, hexagonal visitor entrance, it looks like the temporarily closed sign is still taped to the inside of the front doors, already collecting dust and bleaching in the sun. I double-check the number Strathcona put into my phone, and call. No, Strathcona. The center isn't open yet. No, not even the gift shop. Thank you for checking in. Have a nice oh, day. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bye -bye. Um, hold on. This, this isn't Strathcona. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Oh, no. Who, who is it, then? 
my name is Sunny. I'm looking to speak with someone at the Paleontology Center. That's me, Dr. Gillespie. Um, but I won't be of much help. The center is closed. Yes, so you said, and I, I very much heard you, but... Super close. Yeah, I know, um, you... Close <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe how closed we are. Thank you for calling anyway. Try again tomorrow. Bye-bye! No, ah... Uh, mm. Come on, come on, come on. Oh. Why does no one in this town lock their door? Um, <laughs> Dr. Gillespie? I mean, at this point, I'm just checking to see if he's okay, right? Someone should tell him about the door and uh, I'm coming inside. The center could definitely use a reno. It hasn't changed a bit since my last visit as a child. It's all cheap wood, smudged glass, and huge round pedestals displaying some smaller specimens. Drops of amber suspended in resin, a petrified stump of wood in stripes of dusty rose, even a few iridescent ammonites, their oil-slick whorls glinting as I pass. At the back of the foyer is a monument to Cretaceous death, and the center's pride and joy a near-complete skeleton of an Albertosaurus, one of the huge, meat-eater dinosaurs discovered right here in the Badlands. It's displayed in the same pose it died in, spine twisting, neck craning back as if to nip its own splintered tail. The fossilized bones are coal-colored from the local sediment, and its jaws are cracked almost painfully wide. Hello. I, um... I'm a researcher. I would like to speak to one of your staff about the closure. I have a spooky video to show you. This place was always small. It started back when fossils were getting turfed up every other week as a research laboratory for new specimens to be safely cleaned, studied, bagged and tagged before getting shipped off to various glittery museums. A little government funding meant they could beef up their equipment, but they had to slap an interpretive center on the front of the research lab in an attempt to bring in some tourist dollars. With no one to greet me in reception, I edged past the contorted Albertosaurus and into the hallway beyond. I keep thinking I can hear something. Something just past the turn at the hallway's end. At the end of the hall, I turn, following the sound, and see... A window. Not to the outside, but to another larger room. There's equipment and tools everywhere. I think it's a laboratory, though all the lights are turned way down, with only a single lamp illuminating the workbench nearest the window. There's something on the bench. Silent. Still. Dead. It's covered entirely by a thick sheet of protective canvas, the frayed edges blowing eerily in the wind of some unseen aircon unit. I can't even guess as to the true shape of it, but it is massive. Hey! Ah, ha, ha, I'm sorry, I oh, am- No, 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 get out. We are closed, the center is closed. Wait, 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 wait. Dr. Gillespie. Uh, we, we just spoke on the phone, I'm, I'm Sunny. Which means you were lurking right outside the whole time? That is excruciatingly creepy. I would 
really love it if you stop sneaking around here like some fossil thief, thank you. How did, how did you even get in here? Well, funny story, um, your front door was unlocked. Wow. So doors are just open and you just walk through them. I deal with enough uh, hey, things hey, hey, look, around no, really, the Badlands and now. And, and, um, and I'm happy to leave. It's just that, well, uh, I'm a private investigator on a local case in town. A private investigator? What are you investigating? Why is it private? Are you investigating me? Um, no, it's just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm seeking expert opinions. I, and I just, I just have some evidence related to my case and I wanted to run it by you. Or, I mean any paleontologist, really. Is it just you here? Yes. Yes, it's just me. What were you asking about again? Just this video. It, uh, it features a person of interest in my case, a paleontologist, I think. And I was hoping that you knew them, or maybe that you could point me in their direction. That's it? You just want me to watch a video? And then you'll leave? Yes, sure, absolutely. Let's make it a deal. I guess I can do that. I can watch a video, and then you can get out of here. Great. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, so, um, <laughs> my handler will rip me a new one if I show you the whole thing, so I'll just give you the first few seconds. Here. So you are curious about what we've built, Doctor. Not even a little bit, because I know that your claims are utter nonsense. Would you like to see the fossil? We don't have them all just yet, but enough to proceed, I feel. Whatever proceedings you have planned, it's all just cultic pageantry. Ah, uh, do you want me to replay it? No. You didn't tell me. You were investigating Chasper Moon. You recognize Moon in that? No. But I do recognize Dr. Levesque. He was the only other paleontologist here. Oh, I knew it. Okay. And he knew Jasper Moon. Oh, this is big. Um, is there is there any chance you could point me in his direction? I, I really need to speak with him. There's no chance whatsoever. He's... Dead. Oh, um, I... Doctor, I, the I really The center didn't... is closed. It's time for you to go. Look, if Moon hurt your friend in some way, then maybe I, I can... I said the center is closed. Get out. By the time I make it back to town, night has settled in hard, and my thoughts are tumbling like street lamp moths. Make a report to Nicholson, see if they've caught Jasper Moon yet, take some notes on the Paleontology Center and their connection to a potential member of the Moon Cult, confirm the actual goddamn existence of a sister. Her name is Melinda. Mel. She's real. I take the right turn into the town proper, then right again at the decrepit blue-hatted pterodactyl statue down the pothole road that leads to the Comfortina. Except, this isn't the road that leads to the Comfortina. Takes me three blocks to realize I'm somehow headed back out to the highway again. No flickering motel neon in sight. 
It's easy enough to pull a quick illegal U-turn and get back on track. Less easy to realize that the road back is even less familiar. I wait to pass the pterodactyl again. The one with the hat. It never comes. I chalk it up to exhaustion and do my best not to rage out of the steering wheel. Where the hell is the Comfortina? I circle back and forth, coasting down the main street, scanning for signs and landmarks, until my sleep-deprived eyes snag on the biggest landmark of all in this town. And I stare. I can't look away. There is something wrong with the big dinosaur. I can barely pick the shape of it out against the deep, starless black of the sky, but... God, even from this far away, I can tell it has two heads. No, not two heads, two jaws. The lower mandibles stretched and twisted to form a single grotesque mouth twice the size of the viewpoint where Strathcona and I were standing. Not just hours ago. Double mouth hangs open at a heavy, torturous angle, fiberglass structure cracking at the corners, and a gaping pastiche of a roar or, or an unfed smile. No, I uh, I'm hungry. I I haven't eaten all day and my blood sugar's low and and that that's why I'm seeing a a hypoglycemic fever dream. The big dinosaur does not have two heads. I just need to eat. Friend. Shit, is anything even open this light? Enemies about town. Time for another raptor update. My tomato plants are dead. You might be thinking, Strathcona, you killed your succulents, you killed your air plants, you killed your cactus. Why would you think this would turn out any different? Tragic, man. Listen, things were just going really well, and I got attached. Not the only thing of mine I had torn out of my hands this weekend, but that, my darlings, is a story for another week. Stay tuned after this next track, and I'll tell you about two things you actually care about. The start time for the Blue Dunes Pancake Breakfast later this week, and the official winners of the Yard Sale Wars. Night oil investigator, or are you just real fired up about pancakes and yard sales? Oh, how do you always know it's me? Because no one calls a radio station unless there's a free keychain involved. Or a yard sale. What's up? Um, how, how many heads does the big dinosaur have? Um, are you drunk dialing me? No, I... It's nothing. Never mind. Just, um... Listen, I dug up a lead at the Paleontology Center. I think. I might have something. I, I just don't know what it is, and I'm too tired and hungry to figure it out. Wait, did you eat anything today? No. <sighs> Jesus, you are a gross workaholic nightmare. <sighs> Alright. Yeah, head over to Jay's drive-in diner. Drive-in? Yes. 
I will catch you there. Let's see if you're any good at your job. Badlands Cola is written, directed, and produced by Renee Taylor Clint. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Russ Moore and features the voice talents of Liz Morey, Brigham Snow, Elvis Barkdale II, Ron Guan, and Dustin Vaughn Nguyen. Special thanks to our artist representative, Giancarlo Herrera. Visit BadlandsCola.com and follow Badlands Cola on Twitter for show notes, announcements, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Good night.